Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postpone Ministries with my talk, Wounded to Redeem. I want to share my pastoral meditation with you and give it a theme, Wounded to Redeem. On the cross, Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. Because we owe a debt we could not pay. On the cross, Jesus made this great statement, Tetelestai, it is finished. It is finished. The wages of sin was once for all paid for by the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My meditation emphasizes Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is, one, alive and powerful, two, supper than any double-edged sword. Three, it penetrates even through the dividing four of the soul and spirit. Five, it goes through the joints and marrow. Six, it judges the thoughts. And seven, and the attitudes of our hearts. Complementary to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, comes and we find 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is. One, it is God's breath and is A, useful for teaching. B, it is useful for rebuking. C, it is useful for correcting. And D, it is useful for training in righteousness. I want to make this declaration and I want to make these statements. At the name of Jesus, Every tongue shall confess, and every knee shall bow to the glory of God. At the name of Jesus, I state clearly, it's documented in scripture that demons tremble, and evil spirits obey the command spoken by Jesus. When Jesus speaks, demons tremble. When Jesus speaks, Evils uh, obey and they do as they are told. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 9, we find these amazing words. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above all names. This name above all names implies the following. One, Jesus is from above, not from below. Two, Jesus is unequal upon the earth. There is no comparison with any person that comes from the womb of a mother. As priest, Jesus is not just a priest, but is a high priest appointed and anointed and approved of God. As prophet, he is the final prophet after John the Baptist. As king, Jesus took on humanity to fulfill the prophecy of David. Therefore, Jesus is king of kings and is lord of lords. Three, Jesus is is the Christ, meaning Jesus is the Messiah. 
4, all prophets are sinful. Jesus was sinless. 5, Jesus is called the God-man, meaning this is what it means when I say Jesus is the God-man, A, as God, he is equal with God, B, as man, he is equal with man. Point six, as the God-man Jesus is qualified to mediate between God and man and man with God. So Jesus Christ is anointed. Jesus Christ is appointed. Jesus Christ is the approved one from heaven to mediate in the place of God to bring you and me back into fellowship with Creator who owns us, who will who is willing to pay our, our, our debt because we could not pay. Point seven. Jesus is the only Savior for mankind because He is the only one that conquered sin, Satan, even death and the cross. He arose from the grave. I say he arose. Jesus did not remain in the, at the place called death. No, no. He conquered death, life, Satan, the systems of the world. And he at this moment is in the very presence of God. In this name of Jesus Christ, I greet all my listeners today. I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. God can deal adequately with people and with our problems because He is the resurrected Messiah. He's the resurrected Savior. He's the resurrected Redeemer. He is not under control, but he's above and is reigning majestically over land and sea. Today we conclude my pastoral meditations on the word made, M-A-D-E, as per Psalm 121 verse 2. We will be investigating the word made from its 22nd position, the value 22 represents the word made in Psalm 121 verse 2. Today I wish to explain the significance of the number 22. But just before that, I want to reflect again the word made, what it represents, even if you don't see it at face value. Point one. The word made as per the English grammar is called a relative pronoun in order to reflect on the noun. Point two. The word made represents Adam as creation and the 21st word, the Lord, the name of Jehovah Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth. Now, the God of the Bible he did two majestic things. He created heaven and earth, space, the galaxies, all the planets, fauna and flora. God did everything. 
So he is called Jehovah Elohim, Almighty God, brought everything that we see and what we don't see into, into manifestation. He's the creator of heaven and earth. Point three. Furthermore, the word made calls our attention to John chapter 1 verse 3. All things came into being through him, Jesus Christ. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Praise the name of Jesus. I say Jesus Christ is the creator of heaven and earth. Remember, God is spirit as per John 4.24. Jesus states that God is spirit. But remember, God who is spirit took on formation took on humanity. That's why Jesus is called the God-man. God took on humanity not to come to condemn, but He came to redeem. Not to take you down, but to take you up. Not to keep you in sin and in bondage, but to redeem you and to release you from sin and degradation. Point four. The word made referred to Adam as the object of divine favor. As per John 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world, children of Adam, that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believes on Jesus shall not die, but have eternal life. It is my temporal life for his life, which is eternal life. Point five. The formation of Adam from the dust of the ground confirms as per Isaiah chapter 64 verse 8 God is the potter and we are the clay formed and made by the master's hand point 6 according to 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 7 both the apostle states we are jars of clay and God's spirit is our divine treasure Every person of the human race that is in the land of the living, we are alive because of Nitshama, the spark of life that God gave you and God gave me. Point seven. We are therefore very special for God because God made us, God formed us, God constructed us, God constructed us for His own indwell. And in the words of Second Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, listen to this. This is who you are, even though you don't feel. Listen to what God states for you. For we are God's work of art, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. I say every person in the human race, every person in the world today, if you are alive and you can hear my voice, the Bible says that you and I, we are a work of art. We are more expensive. We cannot be paid for in this world by the things of the world because we are more important than a Picasso. We are the work. We are the work of art created in Christ Jesus for good work. I want to, this moment, uh, conclude my meditation on the word made and then we can go on to the next word point a 
I want to look at the value of the word made. What is the position where it stands in the text of Psalm 21 verse 2? Point 1. The word made is the 22nd word in Psalm 21 verse 2. Point 2. Psalm 21 verse 2 states, My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Point 3. The 20th word Lord in capital letters reveal the identity of God as my creator. The 21st word, the word which, has a Hebrew value of 1518, 1518, and reveals the identity of creator. And he was revealed as Jehovah, Elohim, God, our creator. Therefore, the 22nd word made symbolizes, listen to this, I think this is majestic. The, the word made doesn't seem important, but it hides very significant. There's so much significant because the, the word made symbolizes divine action. It basically calls us to stand and ponder what God did in the beginning. Therefore, I say that the word made symbolizes divine action. What God did in the beginning as per a Genesis 1 verse 21. The intention of God. God designed this plan. And this is what it says. God said, let us make man in the image, in our image, after our likeness. So in the beginning of time, God made man, the man called Adam, as per the desire of God. B. Genesis 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Point C. Genesis 2 verse 7. And the Lord God for man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the, bre the breath of life and man became a living soul. Again, I wish to say, point C, Genesis 2 verse 7. And the Lord God, listen to this, Jehovah, Elohim, the almighty God for man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now this is what we call jars of clay. We are treasure, there's treasure in jars of clay. God's spirit is in man. That's why God loves you. God cares about you. And God will unabatedly, God will not stop until we make a decision for him. Jesus did not come that we be condemned, but that we can be redeemed, because he already paid the price. Point four. Secondly, the word made also introduces creator as redeemer, not just as man's creator, but I say God does not only design and leave us alone, no, no. God starts, and God will sustain, and God will finish what he started. So I believe that God is not just 
the one who made us, but he's the one that will redeem us. God is a forgiving God, he's a loving God, and it will, because of his love, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have ever, everlasting life. Point five, as for Genesis 22, verse 2, God calls Abram to sacrifice his only son. It is a prediction of what God will do in the New Testament, how God will give his only begotten to redeem Adam and the children of Adam. As for Genesis 22, verse 2, God called Abram to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, and in Genesis 22, verse 8, Abram, as prophet, predicted the following, that God will himself provide a sacrifice in the place of Isaac. Point 6, Genesis 22, 8, states, God and Abram said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burner thing. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. He came not to condemn, but to redeem. Not to take us down, but to take us up. By His stripes, we are healed. So the prediction that Abraham made on the mountain, God heard, and God will fulfill. Point seven. As per John 1.29, the prophecy of Abraham now confirmed by the prophet John the Baptist when he said these words, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. So God took on humanity, took on flesh, that he may become the sacrificed Lamb in your place and that of mine. God will die in our place. So that we can have eternal life when we believe in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point eight, as per Revelations 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. So at the foundation of the world, God already decided how he would redeem Adam, the one that rebelled against his maker, against his creator. You see, the love of God, again stated in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. The world represents humanity, you and me, that if we believe in Jesus, we will not die but love, not just life in the physical, but one day when we pass over, we will have eternal life, the life of God. Point nine, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, the Lord sacrificed and cloth Adam and Eve with coats of skin. So in the book of Genesis, God performed the first sacrifice to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. Point ten, just before Jesus died on the cross, he quoted Psalm 21, Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Point 11. 
Psalm 22 verse 1 is again mentioned in Matthew chapter 27 verse 46. Listen to this. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, meaning, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God has forsaken the person of Christ, the Lamb of God, because at this moment, there was darkness encompassing the entire world. So the sins of Adam and the sons of Adam was placed on the person of Jesus. So Jesus Christ became the scapegoat. Jesus Christ became the Lamb of God that was brought into the world to take away the sins of the world. Point 12. Therefore we can conclude that the number 22 represents Christ will be our sacrifice and Christ will die in your place and it will die in my place. Point 13. Adam is truly the object of divine favor insomuch that we are reminded of John 14 verse 13. Listen to this. There is extreme love demonstrated on the cross. When Jesus died in my place and in your place. John 15, 13. No one has greater love than to lay down his life for his friend. We are not the enemies of God. While we were yet sinners, the Bible says, God gave Jesus to die in your place and to die in my place. Point 14. The word made reveals divine action to redeem mankind from sin, Satan and death. God's love is unstoppable and God's love is forgiving. Believe if you hear my meditation today, irrespective of where you find yourself, if you call upon the name of Jesus, God has already paid in full the payment for your sin and the payment for my sin. Point B. I want to look at prediction of Messiah's wounds. Because in Isaiah 53, the, 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 the trauma and the price Messiah had to endure, Messiah had to pay to redeem me and to redeem you. Jesus paid the full prize for our redemption. So point B, prediction of Messiah's wounds. A detailed explanation of pain is sketched, is detailed in Isaiah chapter 53. Point one, Isaiah 53 explains the wages of sin that Messiah will pay in the place of Adam and the children of Adam. Point two, Adam's rebellion caused the separation between man and God and the separation between God and man. As per Isaiah 59 verse 1. Listen to Isaiah 59 verse 1. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God 
and your sins have caused that God hid his face from us. Let me read Isaiah 59 again. Because this is the conditions. This is the consequences when Adam rebelled against his creator. By your iniquities. But your iniquities have brought separation between you and your God. And your sins have caused that God will hid his face. We will never have a personal encounter. We will never again see God face to face as Adam saw God face to face before he rebelled against God. Point three. Isaiah 55, Isaiah 53 verse 2 represents the brutality of Satan's attack on the Messiah. Listen to this. As a result of the infliction of pain, of the assault on his face, on his neck, on his entire body, he had no form, no comeliness. It illustrates that Jesus was assaulted beyond recognition of those who knew him. He was unrecognized because of the intensity, because of the brutality that Jesus had to endure for my sin and the sins of you. Point four, Isaiah 53, verse 3. Listen to this. He was despised. And he was rejected of man, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. It means we were embarrassed, that the disciples were embarrassed to be associated with Jesus. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Point five, Isaiah 53, verse 4. Listen to this. Surely he has bore our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So it means that God had to send Jesus Christ uh, to, to, to pay the price in our place, in your place and that of mine. That uh, You remember, Jesus, did, he came into the world, he did not sinned against God. But he came to pay the price for sin. Point 6, Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was wounded. Listen to this majestic statement. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Now this is majestic. This is extreme grace. This is extreme love. Again, Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for you and I was wounded for me. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes. We are healed. Praise the name of Jesus. But he was wounded for your transgressions. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement, 
that he received brought me peace. And it is peace for you. And by his stripes, irrespective of what we face, irrespective of the sickness or the disease, on the cross, Jesus, he and by his stripes, we are healed. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Point seven, Isaiah 53, verse 6. This is when, when man wants to become independent from God. Then we have no direction. Listen to Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of the entire humanity, of the populace of the entire universe. God, every sin that was ever committed was paid for by the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point eight. Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He's brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. This is the prediction and the fulfillment of the image of being the lamb of God that will, that will pay for the sins of the world. Point nine, Isaiah 53 verse 8. Christ was arrested and imprisoned. He was found guilty. He was crucified in your place and it was crucified in my place. He died in your place and he died in my place. Imagine this is extreme grace. This is extreme love displayed. Creator wants to redeem creation by offering Jesus in my place and in your place. Point 11. So Jesus Christ became the scapegoat. Barabbas would be released and Jesus would take the place of the guilty. The innocent will now take the place of the guilty. The sinless will now take the place of the sinful. Jesus Christ became the scapegoat. He is the Lamb of God appointed assigned to pay for the transgression and by his stripes we are made whole i said by the stripes of jesus it means he already paid in full all the wages of sins of the entire human race two thousand years ago something happened jesus christ the innocent from heaven took the place of man that is guilty of transgressions and of iniquities and sin against God. He was crucified in my place and I was crucified in your place. He died to set us free. Point 10. Listen to what somebody says of Jesus. Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. Because we owe a debt we could not pay. Isn't this majestic? Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. Because we owed a debt we could not pay. So at the cross, the sinless, 
the guiltless, the holy of God, the approved, the appointed, and the anointed Messiah became the sacrifice lamb for you and for me. Point 11. Jesus Christ became the scapegoat. He is the Lamb of God appointed, assigned to pay our transgressions. And by his stripes, we were made whole. Point 12. Isaiah 53 reveals God's extreme love, God's extreme mercy, God's extreme compassion for the sinful man. For the guilty man. So on the cross, the innocent paid for the guilty. The guiltless paid for the guilty. And Jesus paid the wages of sin in your place and that of mine. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to conclude this meditation of the word made by the last word, point C, redeem by his death. One, Matthew 27, verse 1, the chief priest and the elders of the people testified against Jesus before Pontius Pilate. Second, Matthew 27, verse 2, as a prisoner, Jesus was brought before the judge Pontius Pilate. Point three, Matthew 27, 16 to 21, Barabbas was released and Jesus was crucified in his place. Point four, Luke 23, verse 33. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, they crucified him. Jesus Christ was crucified in my place and in your place. Point five, Luke 24, 39. After three days, Jesus was seen and touched by his disciples, resurrected, and he conquered sin, Satan, and death. Isn't this majestic? Jesus paid your sin and he paid my sin. I want to close my meditation of this 22nd word made with a hymn called up from the grave he arose by Daniel Fountain. Listen to the chorus. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose. He arose. Hallelujah. Christ arose from the dungeons of death and the grave, he conquered Satan, sin, and death. Now what happened at this day is very majestic. Christ paid the full price for our redemption. Praise the name of Jesus. That is the closure of our 22nd word, the word made. Wounded to redeem. On the cross, Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. Because we owed a debt we could not pay. And on the cross, Jesus said this majestic revolutionary statement, Tetelestai, it is done, it is finished. The wages 
our sin was paid once for all. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. I say to you, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions and by his stripes I am made whole. The peace of the Lord be upon you. Amen.